This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast. Life Beats, Life Beats. with Sally Musa, only on Pulse 95. Assalamu alaikum, hello and welcome to Life Beats with me, Sally Musa. I tell you what, it was a very special night last night as we celebrated the premiere of the film Khurfakan 1507, along with His Highness Sheikh Sultan bin Mohammed Al Qasimi, member of the Supreme Council and ruler of Sharjah. Some of the Arab world's luminaries were there to celebrate, who were also in the film. I caught up with the film's director, Maurice Sweeney, before the premiere to get an insight into the making of this film that really celebrates the resilience and uh, of the people of Khan. You're going to be hearing that and hearing about why this is not just a film. This is so much more. It was an incredible night for this seaside town. That's all next on Life Beat on Pulse 95. This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast. Life Beats. Life Beats. With Sally Musa. Only on Pulse 95. It's Life Beats here on Pulse 95. And I tell you what, it was a star studded premiere last night as the Pulse 95 team attended the premiere of Khurfakan 1507 a movie based on the story written by His Highness Sheikh Dr. Sultan bin Mohammed Al-Qasimi, Supreme Council Member and Ruler of Sharjah. It's produced by Sharjah Broadcasting Authority in collaboration with filmmakers based in the UK and Ireland. The movie taking one year to be finalized with more than 300 people working on the project. It was made under the strict supervision of His Highness, serving as Executive Director, General Manager of SBA, uh, Mr. Mohammed Khalaf, the Director Maurice Sweeney, Director of Photographer, uh, for, uh, Director of Photography as well, uh, Richard Kendrick, as well as the producers Ashraf Ali, Tony Deegan, and Christopher. George. Now, the story talks about the true events that happened more than 500 years ago in the seaside city of Khorfakan, where the Portuguese army formed 400 soldiers led by a vicious commander known as Albuquerque attacked the town. In two days, they brought about chaos and death to the city, uh, but the people of Khorfakan would not surrender. And it's very much about that resilience, the character and the strength of these people unified in their love of the town. This is really the main character of the movie, Khurfakan itself and the people of Khurfakan. The characters are played by some incredibly famous actors, including uh, screen legend Rashid Asaf and Emirati actor Habib Ghulam. I spoke to the film's director, Maurice Sweeney, before the premiere to get an insight into this amazing production. We are here with the director of Khurfakan 1507, Maurice Sweeney. Hello. How are you? You are good. <laughs> I'm very well. Welcome to Khurfakan. Thanks very much. It's good to be back. Uh, great to be back in, a, in the rain, <laughs> which I'm, I've come from the rain. It shouldn't be raining here. 
You are, of course, from Ireland, and you know, yes, exactly. You you come from uh, the place where it rains all the time. This is unusual for us, um, but I think it's kind of a blessing for this movie, don't you? I do. I've come from the spring, a lovely spring in Ireland, and it's lovely. I want to go back to the warmth. No, I love coming back here. We had a great experience here, and uh, it's really special to come back to the actual setting where the film is set. We filmed around the headland uh, on a beach, and which gave us a great backdrop, which was similar to the original setting to 1507, obviously. But it's, it's, it's kind of... It's all, I love... When you're dealing with history, it's great to come back to places that the history is there. To kind of uh, set the scene for this movie, what it's about, Khan, the place itself even, um, you know, this is all about the Portuguese invasion of the area of Khan here in Sharjah in the UAE, something that a lot of us don't know very much about. It's interesting, you know, when you got the brief for this movie and you were asked to direct it, what kind of went through your mind about, you know, how you wanted th- this movie to happen? Uh, talk us through that process. Uh, well, uh, I was given the brief, and basically the brief, when you look at it, the initial instinct, it's about imperialism. It's European imperialism. And me coming from the West, uh, I tried to figure out, well, what it was like for imperialism to be visited upon you. In one sense, being Irish is handy because we were sufferers under imperialism. So it, uh, there was an, uh, that was always a sense, the back writing of the script in how we shot it, how we acted it, was that how imperialism can affect a world and totally turn it upside down. Uh, and that was always in the back of my mind when directing it, uh, that this essentially is what other people deciding what is better for other people for themselves, yeah. which is a wrong way to world. And, you know, it's 1507, but it could be 2020. Right. I mean, this is the thing. This is actually so um, relevant to what is happening today in world affairs as well. How did you kind of, you know, draw those parallels within the movie? Well, essentially, I think what's important that the script was originally written in a way that we kind of evolved it a bit more where the bad guy was the bad guy and the good guy was the good guy I think there's more to it than that I think the bad guys have their own beliefs and they think they're acting in the right way I don't think it's ever black and white uh, I think w- from an outsider point of view we can judge them as wrong or right but I think there is an inherent anyone who believes anything whether it be uh, from the Crusades to Catholicism to Islam to any belief you may have it could be carried on to the wrong extent. But I wanted to in- infuse a sense of humanity to Albuquerque uh, and a sense of why they thought they were doing right, even though I knew it was wrong. Uh, and it's that whole idea of how belief systems, when put to the worst form, can upset and uh, unbalance the world, I think. Absolutely. And this is very much um, the idea was to kind of highlight the resilience of the people of Khorfakan and their resistance to that invasion and to that uh, attack as well. Talk to us about, you know, what you felt like you really needed to highlight in this movie and, and how you went about doing it. Well, I thought that there was two main characters in this film. There was uh, Albuquerque as the Portuguese, the villain, as it, uh, to a certain... But again, we, we try to humanise and give a reason for his uh, misguided views. But I thought the other character was Khorfakan itself. And the it's an ensemble cast that act as a whole that portray a village that how would a village react and 
some people want to run, some people want to stay, some people are scared and some people are brave. And that's the nature of humanity and that's how, I don't know how I would react, but as a collective I think that's the characterization of a village and how from Homs to Gaza to how, how a village reacts, you know, and what they do, it creates all sorts of different paradigms and how we act and how we re how we react emotionally and physically so but it was important to me that the village is a character yeah. and that there was an ensemble cast in that sense from the emirates emiratis actors who are absolutely amazing and really brought that village to life i hope you know talk to us about the actors that you worked with like you said it's an ensemble cast uh, you've got some legendary uh, actors from the Arab world not just uh, Emiratis as well but we've got Syrian actors including Rashid Asaf who's in this as well one of the giants of uh, Arab television as well talk to us about how you worked with them to bring out the best in them for this movie yes that is exactly what you are going to hear next uh, what it was like to work with one of the giants of Arab cinema and television. Plus, how do you direct a movie in a language that you don't speak? That's next on Life Beats on Pulse 95. This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast. Life Beats, Life Beats. with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. 95. Welcome back to Life Beats here on Pulse95. I'm speaking to film director Marie Sweeney about the making of the film Khurfakan 1507. I asked him about how he managed to direct a film in a language that he doesn't speak. And here he also tells me what it was like to work with Syrian film and television legend Rashid Asaf. Well, I didn't know he was a giant of... <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so it kind of, no, I knew he's big, but it, it kind of helped me in a way that I didn't have to, I, I wasn't uh, overawed by it, you know. So, look, it was an ensemble piece. I mean, I think everyone had to work together. Look, I'm an, I'm an Irish guy and I don't speak Arabic. Right. My father speaks a bit of Arabic. Uh, my father went back and learned Arabic when he was 20. Yeah. That's incredible. So, you know, that, that in and of itself, the fact that everybody speaks Arabic in this movie, how do you then then direct that? Yeah, I, I'm a great, you can tell bad acting a mile away and you can tell good acting a mile away and it was mostly good acting on camera. And they were brilliant. And look, I always gave notes and it was literally, I had great translators, uh, there was people on set. It was also in classical Arabic, so it's not your colloquial everyday Arabic. So I think all the actors were struggling with some of the words. So we had a guy, great guy on set, helping us all the time with the words, the you know, just the pronunciation of them, uh, the alliteration of it. But for me, it was just about like, once they were in costume, they were on the set, they were in character it's very easy to direct in a lot of ways I mean and just little notes were given here and there but and it was that idea and everybody responded brilliantly and I think the language thing just went out the door to be honest with you because I mean you know with any good film the whole idea behind you know an artistic piece like that is that there is a connection that is made with the audience and that connection happens in cinema as in music you don't need to know the language do you so when did you feel like, I've got it, I've got it, this is it? Uh, I think uh, it takes a while. When you start filming, it's a very slow process. You, get it, you, you find your own rhythm. I, th I think it was about the second week when we started just seeing everybody come into costume and just being themselves and comfortable in it and just 
knowing their lines. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, then you feel you can actually experiment a bit more with the acting and the scenes and how you block them out and how you pace them. But uh, it was actually very comfortable. I mean, look, it's always pressurised. It's always hard. We had some tragedy on the film as well, you know. We, we, we had, a, we had a, one of our stunt writers, a Russian uh, guy, Arkady, who had a heart attack after a shoot and not through stunts, but just suddenly dropped dead. And it was very sad. That affected the set. That was towards the end of last week. And I think everybody felt very sad about that. And um, we, we stopped shooting the following day out of respect. And, um, you know, when you're on a film, it's like a family and you, it's, it's intense. Uh, it's hard working. It's fun. The sadness in it as well, but I, I really felt throughout that everybody was given everything to just make this film a bit, little bit better than it could be. You know? And of course, it is set in 1507. So, how did you kind of go back to that time and manage to recreate it faithfully? Uh, I worked, I worked on a series in Bulgaria years ago, and I worked with a production designer called Badger. Cabra who came back from England who came this and we just we used the heritage village that exists in Corfacan for certain scenes but the rest we felt like we had to build ourselves um, we built it on a location as I said just around the headland that was similar it would evoke that feeling of the geography of it uh, but also how precarious they were geographically regards attack uh, and it was just a sense from the costume the original designs that we all it was a very clear vision of be truthful, 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 down to the colours, the pottery, everything that anyone would use or wear, we were very careful about. It. And even His Highness was keen on the vegetables we used. We had a thing about a radish, uh, and we had to have the particular radish that was used in, in a vegetable market scene, for instance. Wow. Well, I, I just, you know, because he has a very keen eye for these kind of details. So talk to us a little bit about, you know, his involvement in the film and how, you know, that kind of uh, helped you get what you needed. It was great. Uh, I initially met His Highness um, about three months before we shot. We talked about how our approach was. He agreed with some things. He didn't agree with others. We openly talked about stuff. But he's a very—he has a historical background. He brings his own knowledge to it. Uh, we were able to bring our own as well, and it was a really interesting fusing of ideas and say, "This is what I'd like to see." And I think, I think at the end of it, he wanted to see a very uh, honest portrait of Corfu Khan, uh, not clouded in any. Uh, what could be seen as propaganda, but a very honest portrait of a, a village's resistance to the Portuguese. I, I hope we held true to that. And his uh, ideas that the, throughout the filmmaker were always at the back of our mind in the editing, the filming process and pre-production. And he was uh, he's instrumental to this film being made. Yeah. What did you kind of look to in terms of inspiration to kind of, you know, get you ready for this and, and you know, research and, and thinking about maybe some of your past work as well that you can draw on for this film? Oh, that's a good question. I suppose each, each project brings its own uh, questions. Um, I actually really enjoyed working with the cast because of an ensemble cast. I just, my idea was how we bring them together as one character, as I said, as a village. And I was interested in, uh, they all had different, uh, we cast it very early actually, it was very easy to cast actually. Uh, the, now we brought in Syrian actors to play the Portuguese, which kind of works well, and we had Emirati actors then to play the local village. And I just, I started seeing very early when we were casting that you could, um, I was getting this picture of a community, you know, and, and just how community there's lots of signals in the film how the community reacts to itself, to the governor, to the to authority. There's a great scene where uh, Soliman, uh, 
he's constantly jibing at the governor, you know, but it's all very subtle. But it gives a bigger insight into what's going on to the village before we've arrived at it, with the camera, if you know what I mean. So I think when we arrive at the, the village, we, we realise it's been lived in. It's not this made-up scenario. We feel like we've arrived in a place that actually exists. Uh, and I think, and their reaction to the invasion is interesting. And it's it's not simple. It's not just bravery. It's not your Hollywood. Let's stand up and fight. There is a bit element of that, but it's an element of you know some people panic and some people. It's very human. Very human. Yeah. Very human. That's that's very important about it because I don't know how I would react if my village in Dublin was invaded. Coming up, Maurice shares his thoughts on Emirati filmmaking and what he hopes will come out of this film, Khurfakan, 1507. More next on Life Beats. This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast. Life Beats, Life Beats. with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. 95. Welcome back to my special interview with Maurice Sweeney, the director of Khurfakan. 1507, a film which tells the story of the brave resistance of the people of the Sharjah seaside town to the Portuguese attack at the beginning of the 16th century. Here at Maurice, shares with me his thoughts on Emirati filmmaking and why this was such an important film for him to make. How long did it take the, to make this film? Very quick. Uh, I got a call. I was finished a job in Ireland. I got a call. Do you want to pitch for this job? Three weeks later, you're going to the UAE. <laughs> we were looking at locations. We shot it uh, in November and we finished it what, last month. And here we are at a big tent. And From November 2018 until March 2019. Very quick, yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. Very quick. I expected it to be a lot longer than that. No, I think it was gestation period was long enough because we were thinking about it. But I think it was very, it was, sometimes it's good just to get, get the ball rolling and sure. do it, you know. What about, you know, challenges in making this, in making this particular film? Um, I think the amount of languages on set was unbelievable. We had Indian, South African, Egyptian, Irish, English, Polish, Scottish, uh, Iranian. Uh, a lot of different, it was the loudest set I've ever been on in my life. <laughs> How did you manage that? Were there like a, a ton of I, translators back and forth? Uh, lots too much. Lo- too many translations going on <laughs> sometimes uh, but sometimes you don't need a translator <laughs> uh, I had a great Egyptian AD in Kauther and she's here tonight uh, she was brilliant like she's loud herself but she was great in keeping up but it was the loudest set I've ever been on in my life and even all the Irish guys said have you ever been on a set as loud as this like, but it was actually really really friendly I like, don't mean that in a bad way it was uh, it was really great fun like it was hard work but it was good it was good it was a great set but that was a challenge the languages but you know what, you just, you just do what you do. Like, we're all filmmakers. We're, we try to imagine stuff. We try to create it and film, and that's what we do, and we do our best at it. That's and it was, it was great fun, you know? I love that. I love that so much that, you know, you got the colour and you got the, the loudness of everybody, all of these nationalities on set. Tell me about some of the things that surprised you that you learned from this project. Not to be scared of working in different languages. Uh, I, 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 I'm amazed that uh, culture transcends language uh, complete, and I really became very clear to me during the directing of this, it's not a problem, you know. And I'd love to direct. I, I don't feel like I necessarily have to direct in English all the time. Yeah. Um, talk to us about some of your other projects as well. Uh, I'm going on to do a drama now. My background with a lot of political documentaries and historical documentaries, and I end up in doing this, so uh, 
I'm doing a big drama now coming up for English and Irish TV next year. But, uh, you know, we, we've brought a great crew. They've worked a lot of Game of Thrones and all those things. So, but, uh, yeah, that would have been amazing to kind of bring that background into it as well. Um, but tell us about, you know, what you're hoping for the reaction tonight. We are yet to see the film. Only a handful of people, including you, know what is in store. Tell us. I think it's a great... I, I, I hope... I hope local people really react to it. I mean, in the sense that this is about their town. Uh, it's a 60-minute film. I think I'm very proud of it. I think it worked out really, really well. Uh, I think it's an it's big in its scope, but it's also very human in its scope, which I think is really important about it. Um, and I'd love to see this film travel, and I think um, I'd love to see more films made in the UAE about its history, because I know it's conscious about that and about kind of revisiting, because the country's only... I think I'm older than the country. <laughs> I, we were here to celebrate its 48th year but it's an older country in a lot of ways not politically and I think it needs to re-explore uh, its history and its sense of geography and its sense of place in the world and uh, this was a this is a set, this is about a sense of place for Khan right, right. to give it what, what do you feel like you know when you've seen um, how filmmaking works here in the OAE does it make you hopeful to see more are you excited for what's to come Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think the next generation are going to be the most amazing uh, people to make films, women and men. I think I, I, I love to see kids, especially girls and boys, picking up cameras and making films and understanding film language. I came to it at a time where I didn't, I'm only learning film language as I grow older. I think kids now are much more au fait with how film works, how important the medium is, how important a message it can carry. So I think, look, I think we're looking forward to a really... The more indigenous films there are, the better. It makes the world a better place regards film culture and identity. And it gets away from that homogeny, you know. And I think uh, I'm very confident from the young actors we dealt with here were amazing. But they understood film. They understood how to work a shot as well. They were understanding the language of film, which is really important. And I think the future's bright as far as I'm concerned regards filmmaking. I think the, I'd, I'd hope the UE really promotes young filmmakers. For sure, for sure. Uh, something that kind of stands out in this particular film, though, Khorfakan 1507, is the place itself, you know, the environment of Khorfakan. It's incredibly beautiful. You know, the mountains, uh, the water. Uh, talk to us a little bit about how you kind of took advantage of that, you know, for the beautiful cinematography and the, and the visuals of it. Well, uh, from the moment myself and Richard Kendrick, the cameraman who's here tonight uh, and I've worked with for years, I thought the geography of the whole story was quite amazing. This was a town that built itself against attack from the mountains, from the interior, never expecting it from the sea, because we're talking 1507, we're talking the, 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 the idea of empires only started, boats have only just rounded the Cape of South Africa and come into the, the Indian Ocean and up towards the Arabian Gulf. Uh, so it's a completely new world on the cusp of absolute change. And the attack on Khan is one of the first attacks that changes the world forever, I think. You know, I think that's the Portuguese stayed, the British came later, the French, you know, the, the Dutch. But it's the idea of imperialism and how it changed. But for me, it was that idea that where you think the danger is, it comes from somewhere else. And I think that's as relevant today as it was in 1507. That's amazing. We can't wait to see the film. Murray Sweeney, what an absolute pleasure to talk to you today. Good to be here. Thank you. A brilliant film. It was really wonderful watching it. Um, but, of course, it was an amazing night. So much happened yesterday, not just at the film screening itself, uh, but before 
and after. Khorfakan is actually known as the bride of the eastern coast. And yesterday, we saw the launch, of course, of the Khorfakan Road uh, before the film screaming, screening, But because it's not just about a road. This is really about creating the infrastructure needed to bring people to this enchanting mountainous seaside town. This is uh, all about, of course, the 89-kilometer road, which uh, reduces travel time between Sharjah and Khorfakan to 45 minutes. Uh, That is down from 90. Uh, It's another phase in the development of the East Coast, a $6 billion a uh, six billion dirham project, in fact, uh, which includes five tunnels, restored restored historic forts, and landmarks, and will have a far-reaching impact on the coastal town, as we said, known as the Bride of the Eastern Coast. Um, what's interesting is that this is something uh, that was a vision of His Highness Sheikh Dr. Sultan bin Mohammed Al Qasmi, the ruler of Sharjah. More than a decade ago, he has been thinking about this and uh, creating this project as well because uh, he wanted to bring the world to Khorfakan to to discover uh, this incredible place. Um, It's interesting, yesterday, just looking at social media, uh, all over social media, you could see uh, everything was going on in Khorfakan. You had Hussein al-Jasmi, the icon of uh, Emirati music, the singer Hassan Jasmi, he was there. He was in Khorfakan checking out the shops. We saw uh, a bit of a, a few social media posts of him um, there in the souks of Khorfakan as well. Uh, of course, at the film premiere, premiere itself, because this is such a big project. You not only had uh, His Highness Sheikh Dr. Sultan bin Mohammed Al Qasimi, Supreme Council member and ruler of Sharjah, but we also saw there His Highness. Sheikh Saud bin Sakhr al-Qasimi, the Supreme Council member and ruler of Ras al-Khema. Um, this is a far-reaching project uh, that uh, affects so many in the Northern Emirates here um, to help to discover the beauty of it. It's interesting, uh, right there as we were on the coast, uh, you could see new developments coming up and uh, there was a hashtag that they've put up, Khurfakan Beach. Um, and, you know, this is an area that is also known for its beach too. Um, there is so much there to discover in Khurfakan. And in fact, at the premiere, I happen to see Her Excellency Manal Atay, the Director General of Sharjah Museums. She was there because a new museum was just launched yesterday in Khurfakan as well. The history that is there is mind-blowing you know that the the idea that um you can really step back in time and get a feeling for uh, what is in this area is phenomenal and this is uh, yet another thing to check out in Khorfakan but of course uh, his highness made uh, many announcements yesterday after the screening of the film as well. Um, He spoke about uh, the uh, Sharjah University being renamed 
in Khurfakan being renamed Khurfakan University, uh, a festival for Khurfakan on the 13th of April every year, that this would be the Khurfakan Day that would be celebrated every year on the 13th of April. As well as that, um, there were uh, lakes that were inaugurated as well. There were so many different projects. Uh, the Khurfakan Sports City as well. Lots of different things uh, going on in development of this town, of the area of Khurfakan. Um, so it, there is so much to look forward to. It is really phenomenal. Uh, we also spoke to, at the film screening yesterday, we spoke to the director of photography that uh, uh, Maurice alluded to, um, Richard Kendrick. He was there as well. Uh, spoke to Habib Ghulam as well. Uh, and spoke to as well uh, the other star of the film, uh, none other than Rashid Asaf, uh, who also is incredibly proud of this film. He really is a master of the screen, um, whether it be comedy, whether it be drama, as is was uh, as it was in this case as well. Uh, just a phenomenal, phenomenal film and incredible performances from them all. So, uh, so much to look forward to there. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every weekday from 10am.